You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. I spy with my little bionic eye. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> you CBS. Good morning. Hello, my darling. How was your weekend? Oh, it Are was very pleasant. Thank you. Well, listen, uh, you know, uh, it's incredible that uh, you'd think after 60 days of lockdown, you won't find things to do, but... I found stuff to do around my house, and I was just just doing odds and ends. And uh, what did you find? The, mis- the missing socks. You finally located them. Actually, actually, it's a very good question. Um, it's amazing how many things that have gone missing. Uh, going back ten years in one case that I found. I found, I found a watch. Um, oh, wow. one, of these, one of these health watches, uh-huh. um, and I thought I'd lost it. I was. I remember how angry I was at the time. That you know, where did I drop it? And you, I, I literally turned the world upside down to find it. And oh I was my god! It fell so, out of my after gym. Okay, okay. So who do you who do you need to apologize to? Is it a former no. domestic worker or a former lover? No, nobody, nobody. I need to apologize for my, to myself, you know, because I got so angry with myself. But uh, I didn't accept the apology. <laughs> now listen, our first item is really, really awesome. Talk to me about a new artificial eye. Well, do you remember this, Mr. McKaiser? Still don't remember? All right, let me let him play a little bit longer, Mr. McKaiser. Play, play it some more. Steve Austin, astronaut, a man barely alive. Oh. <laughs> Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Love it. The we six million dollar man. Yes, taking you back to the seventies, or also known in in South Africa as Dimon van Stal. Dimon van Stal. Dimon van Stal. Slan may do it with a tin pound hammer. Man van Stal. So, six million dollar man is uh, Steve Steve Austin. You remember he has this big accident. And by the way, speaking about rocket accidents, and God forbid it doesn't happen, but I'm super excited for for this weekend because. We are taking well NASA together with uh, you know with with um, with uh, Elon Musk and Co and uh, SpaceX are taking three astronauts to the International Space Station. This is the first time it's been done uh, without NASA, which is going to be that is very interesting. Yeah. Rocket comes back and lands by itself. So I'm super excited about that. Hmm. But talking about eyes, what the guys have been able to do, and and this is uh, the information and research that's coming in from the uh, University of Hong Kong. Uh, the Department Department of Science and Technology. And what they've done is they've emulated the human eye and they are in the process of creating a bionic eye. And this bionic eye, Eusebius, is going to be even better than what we currently have in our eyes. Now, you know, your your eye as it stands at the moment um, can probably, it, it registers, quite, registers quite fast. You know, we're about 30, um, you know, 40 to, 50 to 150 milliseconds. This bionic eye will have the ability to register things within 30 to 40 milliseconds, which is like super wow. fast, unheard of. Now, the human eye has got a, you know, 
it's got a 150 degree view. So you can see 150 degrees either way if you're looking ahead. The, this one can only see 100 degrees. But, you know, it, it, it's saying that the imaging sensors that they will have in the synthetic eye uh, are extraordinary. It makes up for that because uh, this one has 460 million light sensors per square centimeter. It's extraordinary what they're able to get in there. The human eye um, has a lot less than that. So this this uh, artificial eye that these guys are, are busy developing, and it's, it's still a long way away, but mm. this is where we're going. When you talk about uh, augmenting ourselves with technology, these are the kinds of technologies that we are going to be using mm. uh, in the future. And you want to swap out your eyes and you want to swap out your body parts. Uh, th- they will be able to do this. And they've, in- they've used a very interesting um, a membrane. It's, uh, it's a curved aluminum oxide membrane, which has got uh, you know, nano-sized sensors mm. that are made of light-sensitive material called uh, perovskite. And this is what basically mimics the eyeball into this synthetic state, which is extraordinary what they've been able to do. That is absolutely amazing. Now, your next story is both about technology, but there's also an interesting part of this that has nothing to do intrinsically with sort of the nuts and bolts of science, because when it comes to judging personality, it's such a subjective thing. But talk me through uh, what this research is about, about selfies and judging personality and that kind of thing. So, look, it's not 100% accurate yet, but they're getting it quite accurate, and they're getting a a high percentage of this right. Now, this comes from the University of Moscow, Mm -hmm. and what they've done is they've basically done a whole load of selfies, and they're trying to work out if if you can take a selfie of your photograph uh, of yourself and send it to me, can I accurately – can I – make an accurate assessment using artificial intelligence on your personality. Um, and, and they're using this to profile people. So basically they're using people's selfies to do psychological profiling. And um, they want to use this for companies in future to help hire the right employees. Um, but as I said, it's still very, very, um, you know, it, it's in early research phase. But what they've done up to now, they took, they took, a people, they took about 12,000 volunteers. They asked them to complete a questionnaire to build this database of uh, personality traits. And the volunteers uploaded a total of 31,000 selfies. And the questionnaire was, you know, had the big five personality traits that they asked them for, uh, the, core crate, uh, the core traits that psychological researchers often mm. describe. You know, our personalities, you know, um, consciousness, extroversion, agreeableness. That's so interesting, yeah. I sent you a selfie on WhatsApp. I don't know if you can see it. I wonder what they would analyze that one. eh? (laughs) 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 You're just so naughty. You're really I'm so but sorry, no. listeners. I can't show you what I sent, Aki. What happens on WhatsApp stays on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, if if you can if you can start gathering selfies, and it's amazing the amount of selfies that people put up on on <laughs> Instagram, for exactly. example. You know. Um, but but as I said, you know, coming back to this technology, so now that you've made me blush, uh, and, and no, listeners, it's not that kind of photograph that you think it is. Um, uh, it's called trolling, yeah. But, uh, 
But but anyway, so so one I thing, think that's what, absolutely fascinating. Because also, you know, we've spoken so much about how technology is used in HR, for example. Sometimes on the world of work, how they look through your posts, certain words, etc. And when you sharpen the artificial intelligence, you can get better and better inferences that you can draw more quickly and more efficiently mm. than someone making a judgment call from a paper application or even your online application about what it, whether or not there's a fit between you and a company, for example. So. I mean, I can I can see all sorts of uh, spin-offs that, that come out of this. No, there's no doubt about it, but it's still in early stages. Sure. I mean, it's it's about sixty percent accurate at the moment. But you know, the point is that they are getting it in the right direction. And I think that when we come out of this uh, pandemic, you are going to see massive strides that have been made in, in in facial recognition. What the technology will pick up on our expressions in our faces in public places, um, and they they will be able to detect a lot of interesting things that we couldn't detect before. And people that are are very very nervous and very very angry. And, and and those kind of things that it will be able to pick it up automatically in a public place. So very interesting strides that have been made is using the imaging technology and um, and and assessing different things about us mm. as human beings. Mm. Scary mm. at the same time as well. I totally agree with you. And last but not least, uh, you've got a story for us about uh, additional usage of the phone's camera. Well, you know, Eusebius, uh, we are living in an area, as you know, that uh, there are just, uh, you know, video conferences taking place every single day. Um, and, and it's quite interesting. If you try and buy a, a, a webcam right now, it's almost impossible. They are completely sold out. You, you cannot find them for the love of money. I'm talking about the really, really good ones. Uh, you, you just, there's no stock available. Whether you want them here, whether you want them internationally, there's just nothing available. So this one is really useful and uh, it utilizes the camera of your phone that you have and you know phones today have got very very good cameras in fact some most phones uh, high-end phones have got better cameras than what the average webcams are available out there so this piece of software it's called droid cam it's an app and you can download it for your android uh, off your android store or ios and you simply download the app on your phone Hmm. you download the equivalent software on your computer and as soon as you uh, turn on and you're connected to the same network, your the, the, the two pieces of software see that your phone is now connected to a network and you will see your, your picture of your camera appearing on your computer. And then when you're doing Skype, for example, or Zoom or any of these video conferencing platforms, you can use that camera as your camera for, for, for the image. And the image quality is really good. I've tried it with a couple of different phones on the weekend, and it is superior to most webcams oh, that wow. are out there. So, so you simply flip your phone. You might need to get a – and I know you've bought yourself a, a tripod. So you flip hmm. your phone, your tripod, you install the software on your phone and on your computer, uh-huh. and then – and then you just start it off on your computer, and it's it's really quite easy. It picks up the IP address, which is the address your phone is registered on your network, mm. and it says, okay, that's Eusebius' phone. We're using his camera. And then on, on, on your Skype setup, mm. you say, choose camera, and you put, put that camera up there, and it works seamlessly. That's amazing. It's called, it's called Droid Cam. And it, it really is a great, great app. The, the free version has a bit of, uh, you know, advertising around it, not in the picture, actually, which is good. There's no watermark in the picture. But if you want to zoom and you want to change the color attributes of the, mm. of the, the signal of the, of the video, then you'll, it'll cost you about 50, 60 bucks to buy the full version of the, of mm. the, uh, of the app. So that's Droid Cam. Droid Cam, yes. Sounds really cool. Okay, we'll do this again next week. 
<laughs> I'm still laughing. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. You, you, bye bye. Enjoy. What have you, what are you, what are you doing in your, uh, so you're at home today, right? No, I'm back in the studio. Are the back ex- in the studio. The experiment worked very well. There, there are upsides and downsides. The main downside, there's not a big downside, is um, it's easier to communicate with your technical producer and do hand signals and things. And so there's a little bit of inefficiency and some, some things you've got to worry about at home. But then there's also like a sort of psychosocial element. Um, I mean, how does one calculate the risk, right? If all the health yeah. protocols are followed at your workplace, then you yeah. should be okay. This is a statistical game you're playing. But getting out of home at the moment is also really a mental break that one needs. So I'm coming back here and another colleague can try out the technology. The key thing is we now know it works and we can broadcast remotely, as you said all along, of course. No, look, absolutely. You just have to make a couple of adjustments. And I've been playing with a lot of technologies. Like right now, I'm talking to you off a, a piece of kit called the Roadcaster Pro, which is a, a desk that I have. I played the audio from my side, uh, which I, um, I hope you heard You know, yes, pretty clear. It was stunning. It was perfect. But, I mean, if I play a piece of music, you should be able to hear this. And I'm playing this down the line to you. Yeah. Uh, this is the way technology is evolving. It's extraordinary what, what is happening. It is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, that, that's why I'm, I'm excited because I know that you're going to install a whole studio for me in my house to do all sorts of things. Yes. Uh, and to use that overused phrase of the year, it is the new normal. So the other cool thing is that the technologies are now no longer prohibitively expensive. It really just requires a little bit of shopping around and you can exactly. set it up and it's the same quality. Exactly. You just need a good, good microphone and, 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 and a good, and a good signal, a good, Absolutely. good yeah. fast internet connection. But yeah, yeah everything is possible. Yubi, we'll talk again next week. Have Cheers. a wonderful Monday. Cheers, Aki.